Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy and I'm speaking to you from my car in the garage. I'm trying to cut back on the background noise while I record and this just seemed like the furthest with most sound barrier that I could get from bird noises and flying jets and everything else that's around me. So I hope it's fairly quiet. (laughs) Or the AC kicking on and then just blowing right in my mic. Um, It's been a hot minute and I would like to, first of all, wish all of you a happy new year. My plan was actually to basically just hibernate through January. And I'm really actually quite glad that I chose that because I faced things I didn't expect to face. And I was glad I didn't feel like I was overextending myself while I was dealing with life happening. And I was feeling really nervous I think every year in years past, maybe I didn't make New Year's resolutions, but there was always this new year, new me, this desire to like kickstart something bigger. And I will say for me, a lot of times the building of new habits starts somewhere in like October. (laughs) Um, And then by the time I hit New Year's, I'm already working in different directions for different goals. So I don't have quite as much pressure for January. But last year in particular, I and maybe even the year before, I really noticed, because I was on Instagram, that pressure to go on every diet. And I was really careful to unfollow anybody who it seemed might pop up as a person who was going to be selling some kind of detox tea in the new year. And tried to really curate my experience of scrolling the Instagram and to my horror and amazement when I came into January all the anti-dieters were still selling health and wellness and I realized that maybe it's not detox tea that maybe it's just feeling like I'm constantly the target of being sold something different and something better and I was really just needing the space to be like I'm okay I have goals but I'm okay as I am I don't need to be sold something and I am sure I've reflected upon this before because the realization that Instagram is just a scrolling a sales ad really has bothered me for a while but the more I try to create the kind of environment I want on there, the worse it seems to get. (laughs) The more I'm like, okay, this is how I want to feel after I check in with people. This is how I want to feel if I spend time on my phone. And I'm starting to really just feel like the only way to achieve that feeling is to not be on my phone, which is the constant dilemma for me. I have taken social media breaks over the years repeatedly because... It just got to be too much. And I'm in that place again. Um, But if I'm honest, I think a fair amount of that is because I've just been numbing. Like, it's not social media's fault at this point. It's my own fault for kind of trying to avoid shit. 
So recognizing I have an avoidant personality type, as we've discussed before previously, um, I recognize that life has been really challenging this month. Not for me personally, for very important people in my life. Um, There has been just a lot going on. And it was like my nervous system didn't know how to handle all that a lot. And I found myself gossiping and wanting more information and getting hooked in and then scrolling and scrolling and numbing and avoiding. And it was just that cocktail of January that really made for a messy month for me. And in my attempts to grab hold of the reins, I've been trying to pinpoint what is most important to me going into this I'm going to call it new year now, January aside. (laughs) And I've been thinking a lot about personal boundaries, not boundaries within my relationships, mind you, but boundaries within my relationship with myself. I find that even challenging. And I think that you could refer to that maybe as discipline, um, self-respect. And so really starting to pay attention to making commitments to myself and not breaking them is a big deal for me this year, as well as (sighs) lost the train of thought. (laughs) I would like to be living my life according to the four agreements. That's something that has been really important to me in the past. It really connected me to my spiritual practice, my relationships, my care of my own body. And I kind of lost track of that. And I usually re-listen to the four agreements or re-read it because sometimes when a book is so good, you have it in every format. Because I really needed the reminder of those four agreements. And I really needed the reminder about how to disconnect from things that I have collected and picked up um, thinking they were important and realizing later that they really aren't that important to me. Um, that That sounded really vague, but I couldn't even think of an example because... It's so quiet in the garage that I'm actually having a hard time thinking with so much quiet. I suppose now is a good time to announce that I was diagnosed with ADHD last year. Um, And the more I learn about how that affects me and the way that I work, it's mostly just a new understanding of myself. I'm not really interested in giving myself a whole lot of excuses or pats on the back, but I know as a kid, I had to have music playing or the TV on or something like that to be able to focus on doing homework. If I actually did my homework, bless you mother. And when I think back about, you know, just little things, I'm just kind of like, there's, there's some stuff going on. Okay. And now as an adult sitting in a quiet garage and not being able to focus, I'm realizing the ADHD-ness of it all. So I digress. My favorite. S for you, Jonathan. Um, so the four agreements, which I have talked about 
numerous times on here. I think it's always where I kind of come back to my center. When I reestablish this connection with myself, this agreement within myself about how I will live my life. And I like the ownership aspect of that. I like the self-discipline. I like that you're going to make it messy and you still have guideposts to live by. And it doesn't have as much dogma as a religion. It's not idealistic. It's just simple. And if you have not read the four agreements and you just look up the four agreements and think about what those might look like for you to live by, that's, that's a step in the right direction for me. It took me a really long time to read this book and it came across me, my path so many times, but I always was like, Oh yeah, no. And I will be honest. I think it was something about the cover that was kind of a turnoff for me. I was judging the book by its cover and I was just like, what book is that? I'm not interested. And then when I got into like the self-help guru disaster, that was a lot of years of my life. I was able to finally be introduced to this book as I was in my own spiritual healing space. And it hit, I mean, when it comes across your path, that's when you read it, I guess, because it came on time. It arrived. It came. <laughs> that's what she said. It arrived on time. Um, I think... The idea of being impeccable with your word is, you know, just a really simple place to start. And it can get so lost just knowing that, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And then when he gets into the not taking things personally, like, man, my gosh, have I, I see that all around us. That it's like, why would you take that personally? It's such a it's such a waste of your power and your energy to just latch on to everything that's happening around you. Um, so those are just two of the four agreements. Um, but I think that as I reconnect with that, there is also this. Um, I'm, I guess I would call him a blogger online called Recovering Overthinker. And he uses a lot of philosophical quotes and just contemplates them. And it's like brain candy for me. I love philosophy and I love his ideas. And he talks a lot about meditating on death, which I know might sound a little off-brand and morbid, but I recently have started that practice because I was having a really hard time getting back into meditation and I knew that I needed it. So I shifted my focus to meditate on death. And I think that part of the four agreements is this idea of freedom. And he discusses the idea that, you know, when you're a two or three year old child, that you are truly free, that you haven't been taught or you haven't picked up on the social cues or the, oh, this is how we're supposed to do things of life. And that sometimes reconnecting with that is a matter of over time, letting those ideas die off. So one of the examples in the story is a young girl who's at home and she's singing and she's loving life. And her mom comes home with a headache and tells her her voice is horrible 
and to stop singing. And the little girl just, of course, takes it personally and decides that her voice is horrible and decides to not sing anymore. And that's a really kind of a light thing to, you know, not, not too deep, not too, not too achy, breaky, painful to like bring into a story. And this then girl grows into a woman who then has this belief that her voice is terrible, which it very well could be, but it's not really here or there. It's that somebody said, your voice is horrible. And she agreed with it. So these little agreements that we make and how we give up little parts of ourself to try to fit and to try to make other people happy. The idea is that we replace all of those tons and tons of a lifetime of little agreements. We replace them with these four agreements and then move on with your life. (sighs) That was a lot. Or I was just on a roll. So I think I will go ahead and wrap up the podcast there. I am planning on doing a little bit of an update about how things are going, how things are moving forward. And I recorded another episode. I haven't decided when or if I'm going to release it yet. Um, It is very much uh, about my life. And I think it's very easy for me to talk about my past because that's kind of set in stone. It's not moving (laughs) for me. Um, All that really changes is my perspective of it over the years as I get older and I experience life and I start to think, wow, I had no idea. I was so young. I just didn't understand. And or I've really come to terms with that I didn't understand things when I was younger because that's all I knew. So I don't share a lot about my current life inside the four walls of my quarantine house partially because I don't know I want to be vulnerable I want to be authentic but I don't want to overshare and I certainly don't want to tell stories that are not mine to tell so kind of sorting through what's mine to tell and what's not is where I'm at so I feel like it's a good episode I just am going to sit with it for a little while and see how I feel about it over time. So I expect more things to come. And I am hoping this year, because I've already been sick, because I've already gone through everything I can go through, um, I'm hoping to do some collaborations this year to just um, not necessarily have interviews, but just have conversations with people. I really have missed humans. Um I, I am so overcome and done and exhausted by them online, but actually having real conversation with someone and hearing their ideas is something that I deeply desire. So I'm hoping to do some collaborations this year and, uh, to keep you posted on how things are going as we progress with, I don't know, whatever version 5.0 this is. (laughs) Thank you for joining me again. Um, I know I I have like some cheesy sign off. I'm doing finger guns right now. Oh my God. Um, as always stay optimistic and maybe a little salty. Bye.